connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. What is AOC? What is community media? Maybe these are small questions, but they have big answers. So big, in fact, that we had to make a whole podcast about just that. The short answer is in our mission statement. Building an informed and engaged community through media, technology, and education. I'm Matt Roberts. Teresa Roloff is very passionate about the community and getting others involved to make a difference in Lafayette Parish. Learn more about this AOC member by listening to her podcast episode of Community Quotes. Discover all of the benefits of being an AOC member by attending one of our orientation sessions. Classes are held on the first Tuesday of every month from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Register on our website at aocinc.org. Thanks for letting us interview you today. Thank you. We'll just start with say and spell your name. Teresa Roloff, T-H-E-R-E-S-A-R-O-H-L-O-F-F. Awesome. Where did you grow up, Teresa? In Miami, Florida. Really? I didn't yeah. Uh huh. What was it like to grow up there? Uh, it was it was really cool. There uh, are so many different um, ethnic groups and cultures. Uh, I was born in the 50s, so it was after the big airlift of Cuba. So we had lots of Spanish people in our schools. And I can remember when they would come in and did not speak English. But the school system sort of flipped and they decided that they would teach all of us Spanish. And we would actually go in a cafeteria every day, or at least once a week and uh, do conversational Spanish lessons, Mm -hmm. which I still remember. You still remember? Oh, yes. There's a whole dialogue that I could rattle off to you about watching uh, Mickey Mouse and setting the table. So did that continue throughout your your, um, schooling, if you will? I did, I did. My grandmother had some rental property that she ended up renting out to families that were Spanish most of the time. Mm And she had told me that if I would learn Spanish, it would really help her. (laughs) And um, so uh, I can remember sitting with children that were my age, and we would go through those, you know, those workbooks with all the pictures, and I would tell the little girl what it was in English, and she would tell me what it was in Spanish. So cool. We'd play school. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. That was very cool. I wish. uh I wish every kid had that opportunity. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I went on through um, advanced placement, Mm -hmm. Spanish, all the way into high school, Mm -hmm. and became the uh, only American 
waitress at Versailles restaurant in Miami, Florida, which is a hugely popular restaurant mm -hmm. in Florida for the Spanish people. Oh, wow. yeah. And they'd always ask me, where are you from? In Spanish. <laughs> and I would tell them and their eyes would get really right. big. <laughs> yeah. So um, you, that was elementary school you had mentioned. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. where did life take you um, after you finished school, I guess we could talk about? Um, I ended up going to college in Texas. Okay. It's crazy the way I did it. I um, decided that I was um, always so, so cold that I could not handle going up north. So I uh, sent off applications to many different schools in the South. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up deciding that I wanted to go to school in Texas. Mm -hmm. um, I was a big football fan at the time and uh, the Texas schools had good football teams. Right. And uh, in fact, I had been a cheerleader. And so I knew the entire game, how it was played. Mm -hmm. We had to go through football school and learn exactly how they played. So nice. we would have, um, we would have cheers that we knew what to do at certain times. Right. And so um, I wrote off to all these schools and uh, I had narrowed it down to two and I went to the one that didn't spell my name wrong. Oh, <laughs> that's a big deal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured if they can't spell my name right, right. <laughs> in my acceptance that I'm gonna go someplace that wow. takes the time to make sure so what, I was, do. what was the right place? There? I ended up going to Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. That's a good school. Mm -hmm. What was the other school that should, that it, should be named? It's, it's SMU. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> I know. I would, and I, I, I would have really liked to go there, but I thought, no, it's not going to work. Yeah. So mm -hmm. is there something about Waco then that did it for you also? Oh, no, I had no idea what Waco was oh, like. <laughs> no idea whatsoever, in fact. Um, I flew into Dallas, Love Field, mm -hmm. and we hooked into a little plane that was called like Texas International Airlines. Yeah. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I probably shouldn't tell them, but because <laughs> some of these ladies were probably, you know, still alive. Yeah. That were the waitress, I mean, not the waitresses, but the stewardesses. Sure. Um, they ended up taking their shoes off yeah. on the airplane. And, and it was like kind of warm. And when we landed in Waco, the door wouldn't open and we ended up having to come down on a slide. Oh my goodness. So it's like, welcome to Waco. Welcome to Waco. <laughs> so your first adventure on your own. Right. And, that's what happened. and my roommate, we knew who our roommates were. My roommate family yeah. met me there. Right. And so they had to, you know, welcome me off the slide. Yeah. You'll never forget that. It was cool. <laughs> Very cool. So what did you study in college? Um, I studied business. Uh, I ended up getting my undergraduate in accounting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So is that uh, what became your career? Or? Um, no, I, I understood accounting. I liked accounting, but uh, I ended up marrying pretty quick out of college. In fact, I ended up marrying before I got out of college. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate to say it was probably a big mistake. But, uh, you know, you, you go through life and you learn lessons. And, sure. um, so I uh, lived on a ranch wow. for a while. I learned how to take care of animals and drive tractors yeah. and push off round bales. And <laughs> it was a real experience. It's real life, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
uh, one thing led to another, and uh, I um, uh, ended up working for Houston Lighting and Power Company. Mm -hmm. They had come to Central Texas, and they were looking for people to work at their um, a new a new uh, power plant that they were building, and it was actually right next to a lignite mining operation. And uh, I learned so much. I was hired. Uh, at first, I was denied. They said I was overqualified. But they reevaluated because I think a lot of the people that were applying were overqualified. They just really did not have a lot of opportunities for good employment there. Mm. You know, you would work in a little store or go into business yourself, but I, I ended up going to work there, and uh, I ended up m moving uh, by myself with my two daughters um, to Houston through that. And uh, I actually started off as a clerk, but then when I moved to Houston, I became a, uh, an accountant, a corporate oh, accountant. Yes. Mm -hmm. It all came back around. Yeah. yeah. So how did you end up getting from Houston to like Okay, so it's like I go into these sections, like it's 17 years in Miami and 15 years in Central Texas, mm -hmm. and then in Houston, I'm another 15 years. Okay. And uh, I had uh, remarried while I was there, mm -hmm. and a uh, wonderful man, mm -hmm. absolutely the nicest man. And uh, uh, he passed away, he had a heart attack. And uh, I had gotten, um, I had gotten pregnant and had a baby. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, it was while I was actually going back to school as an employee, uh, as an accountant, and I was getting my master's degree, and he passed away. He, he had a heart attack while I was home on a weekend. Yeah, I had gotten back home, and he had worked in the yard, and it was really tough. It was really tough. Probably the toughest time in my life. You had two kids at that time? Or well, I had uh, two older daughters. Mm -hmm. uh, the two, one was in high school, mm -hmm. and one was uh, about to be in college. She had been in high school, oh, too. Okay. And then the baby, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think. It was like 97 when he died. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was actually, um, I had I actually, uh, quit work. I had resigned. Mm -hmm. um, I was going back and forth to, you know, the daycare with right. this tiny child, and we were spending a lot of time there because um, yeah. <laughs> her uh, her uh, daycare was um, downtown Houston. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, there there were a lot of really interesting things that happened as far as. You know, employment, you know, you have to work through different people who come in. I mean, I was told by my manager that if anybody could uh, do a pilot where professionals mm -hmm. are able to work out of their homes, mm -hmm. that I would be the person to do that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we set up an office, but wow. yeah. But we had a young man who had come in as a supervisor. I'm not going to say his name. Yeah, but he, he asked me when I got back and was ready to go and work from home, mm -hmm. from, you know, uh, mature, ma maternity leave. Sure. 
said, what do you think you are, some diva or something? <laughs> and I'm like, what? He said, no, you're not going to get to do this. Wow. And uh, so I, it had all been coordinated with human resources. And so I went to them. <laughs> and they said they were not pleased with that. Right. And then he got wind that I had talked to them. And so I got my first ever meets and maintains, um, meets and maintains review. It had always been exceeds expectations. Right. So this is this is really bad because. <laughs> so anyway, when when the baby got sick one night and spent a whole evening hooked up to tubes and everything else, I went in that morning to the manager and said, I "Can't do this anymore." So. Yeah, this is sort of, you know, inside information. <laughs> <laughs> you, had, you had a baby to take care of. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. So I ended up doing um I ended up doing work with the school where I was getting my masters. Oh, okay. I ended up working with their program for um economic education yeah. for teachers. Even better. Yeah, was a uh, program coordinator. Yeah. So Mm-hmm. So you have your graduate degree in in finance. in finance. Yes, it's so funny too because I have you pegged as a creative type and not as a a numbers type. Well, that's so true because like in work, right. uh, we would have our team of accountants, mm -hmm. and uh, most of my friends. When they would sit and we'd go to meetings, they'd be drawing these grids, right. you know, with the straight lines. But I'd always be drawing flowers with right. leaves and chirping birds. And <laughs> so I always had that, you know, creative, artistic side. Mm -hmm. And it sort of uh, overshadowed the other, which I, I really enjoy being more creative than gotcha. numbers. Although I can do both. I was going to say, you yeah, clearly can do both. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> it's not good to let people know because when they find out, they try to put you back in that pigeonhole. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. Mm -hmm. And we should never end up there, that's for sure. Right. So growing up, um, because you were, it sounds like you were very ambitious about just life in general, and I know you are ambitious about life in general, but growing up, did you have mentors that helped you along the way? or? Uh, guided you or gave you advice? Anything like that. I think that my grandmother was probably a huge mentor. Mm -hmm. uh, she was sort of a, uh, a very strong woman. Mm -hmm. um, she was doing construction like in the 40s and 50s and she would tell me stories about how she ran into some issues with the men that she was the boss for <laughs> and they you know, cross their heads like this and say, oh, well, that's too heavy. And she said, oh, really? And she'd go over there and lift what it was and move it. She says, so you're going to let a woman outdo you? Right. So right. she put them back in their place. Right. <laughs> so uh, she, she really did help me a lot. Um, I spent a lot of time with her. I'd get on a bus and go visit. Mm -hmm. And then um, just I think that everybody that I've met has had input mm -hmm. no matter what their background because you learn so much about the needs of people mm -hmm. and that's just a big it's, it, it, it can be heavy on your heart but it's a big inspiration to try and do what you can and uh, then I have my best friend um, 
who we were friends in high school, mm -hmm. and we were real troublemakers. <laughs> we, would, uh, we would ride around Miami on our bicycles at night mm -hmm. and go and visit our friends' homes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're still friends, and uh, I was the matron of honor at her wedding. And uh, she ended up going to school on a tennis scholarship at USC, and she's still in California. And we talked about all the things we were going to do when we were like grown up, and would go back to school and um, visit back. And we were going to be very low key about what we had accomplished. <laughs> well, she accomplished everything that she said she would, yeah. and I just, you know, really admire her. Um, bar to practice law in six different states and oh, wow. she's a huge animal activist mm -hmm. and uh, I guess she's still making an impression because she's vegan <laughs> and I'm vegetarian now. <laughs> cool. Alright, we're going to talk about AOC for half a second. I love so AOC. <laughs> I figured you'd say that. Well, tell us how you first got involved with AOC. Um, I had gotten involved in politics and met up with a group that was doing campaigning in uh, 2007. Okay. And through that, went to different things in different places in the state. I was pretty well focused on Scott. Okay. But through this, I had actually made trips to Baton Rouge, and I met with people who lived in Lafayette who saw things the same way. And we ended up forming a group uh, that wanted to provide information to people as far as voting. And we got together, we found out about the programs that you have at ASC, and we took the training mm -hmm. and, and put on some programs where we had forums. And so that was my first exposure. It was a, a forum where had people like Jack Montusay and Terry Landry and people who are still, you know, very active in politics now. But uh, we all got together and did a you know, like a program right here in this room. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. It is cool. And then <laughs> after that, um, uh, my little baby daughter who moved to <laughs> Louisiana with me uh, ended up being old enough that she was of age to maybe get a job. Mm -hmm. And she was looking for, you know, a place to employ. And I said, well, maybe you should check out AOC. Mm -hmm. And she interviewed and she got the job and then the next day, it turned out that I guess they thought she was really, you know, talented, which I think so. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, she ended up joining a uh, an intern uh -huh. an intern program here. Yeah. So I mean, it's just been it's just been like family. Yeah. It's really been like family. So, what was your first impression of AOC back whenever you started getting involved years ago? Um, we. Actually, we're at the other building. Yes. Yeah. We were at the other building. So I guess the, the, <laughs> the room was like this one. Sure. Yeah. It feels the same. It feels the yeah. same. Yeah, it wasn't even built back then when yeah. we did this. Mm -hmm. That's hard to believe. Am, am I remembering right? correctly? Yes, you are. Yeah, you were at the yeah it was like a maze. That's my first impression. Where we were <laughs> was like a maze. I mean, there were so many different, you know, corridors to go down. and. It was a maze. And, and, but it was fun because we'd hang out in the front and watch TV, you know, and see the different programs that were going on. Everybody was friendly. Everybody was friendly and everybody was talented. 
they knew so many things that were new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, what surprised you most about AOC? I guess the, the, the levels and depth of the technology and the different aspects of communications that you had available. Um, and that it, it kind of went from ground level all the way to the, you know, the, the pinnacle of professionalism. It was amazing. What is your dream project to work on or to produce? Oh my. I'm going to have to think about that. Um, I know that right now we're doing a little radio show. I guess if I went back to like the very early on ideas, yeah. it would be to somehow put something together with music mm -hmm. and animation like a Disney production yeah. that would just, just flower into <laughs> a, you know, kind of something that you could pull all those aspects of sound and art mm -hmm. and and voice and theater all together into one production. Yeah. But I'm so far away from that. There <laughs> but that's a dream. Sure. That's a dream. I mean, I used to sit and listen to classical music and I would see pictures in my head. Yeah. yeah. And now, you know, my daughter dances and so now I see Movement. dances yeah. and and choreography, which I never did that, yeah. but it's in my head. Right. Yeah. Cool. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> One of these days, <laughs> maybe. I'll be in my 70s, but. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Let's see. Uh, what are you reading right now? Um, well, I just finished a book mm -hmm. uh, titled Poisoned. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has been released recently. And uh, I finished it. It made me cry. It's really serious stuff, and uh, it's um, the I've talked to the author, mm -hmm. and he's trying to get it made into a movie. Yeah. What's it about? It's about um, a it's a it's a it's a memoir, okay. so to speak. It's a true story about a um, young man who went into law. He was a uh, prosecuting attorney, mm -hmm. and uh, we're talking huge. Um, we're talking huge cases where he put cartel members oh, wow. behind bars, and uh, he started getting really sick. He started getting really sick and was going to different doctors, and one of them said that he had been poisoned. And do you know of anybody who might want to do this to you? Oh, wow. And uh, he thought, well, there might be a, you know, a line to take tickets, but uh, they determined that that was not the case. He had um, been in an old courthouse. Uh, where there had been other people who had gotten sick mm. and it was black mold oh, wow. and he was in a brand new office that he thought was, you know, like I've made it to the top but it had all sorts of chemicals in it mm. and uh, he ha ended up having to be completely isolated from the normal course of business, losing weight, having seizures. I mean, it was awful and he managed to spend a lot of time, you know, um, dealing with this he says he's still sick, but it's, you know, come to where he's able to travel now. And so he's written this book and he's trying to get the word out yeah. about what people can do. Yeah. 
you know, and what to be aware of. And there's like an index in the back of the book as far as different chemicals that can cause problems. So he wants to get the word out and let other people know that there's a real danger out there and things that we think should not hurt us. So I've read that uh, new book. Uh, I'm looking at something about uh, rereading a book on how to conduct meetings in half the time. <laughs> um, and I'm in the middle of a Faulkner book, which is uh, kind of interesting because it's really old South, even in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's uh, amusing. Which one? Uh, the, the town, something like the town. I don't know. I just know it's about the, the Snopes. <laughs> so, whenever you were growing up, did you have favorite books or movies or singers? Um, I remember reading A Tree That Grows in Brooklyn, and I like to get young people to read that book. Um, as I've gone on, I've dealt with young people through the Girl Scouts, not here in Louisiana, but in Texas, and I used to read books to the the children. We take field trips to the library, and all my Girl Scouts would sit around, and I'd read, and the <laughs> the library would fill up, and I really enjoyed that. But the Silver Whistle, and uh, I don't think that's in print anymore. Um, uh, I like, I really like juvenile novels. There's a few of them that I think are really wonderful for children. One of them is actually the, the number, the digit 47, mm-hmm. which is about, it's, it's like a, a combination social justice, um, science fiction story about a young boy that meets an older man that yeah. is not from this world. Right. And uh, he was a slave. The, the, the young boy was in a slave environment. And uh, uh, the other one's the uh, series of... Uh, uh, Dupau out of uh, California, called the the um, City of Ember. Mm-hmm. City of Ember has a whole series, and the People of Sparks, yeah. which I read that right before Katrina, and it was like when Katrina happened, it was like seeing this book come into, really? yeah, oh, its own, yeah. yeah the People of Sparks was really cool, okay. and uh, movies. Mm, I can't think of that right now. Yeah. Yeah. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, an astronomer. <laughs> That's it. You knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I had a third grade teacher, and we went through all the nine planets, yeah. and everything's changed. We don't even have nine planets <laughs> anymore. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to do that, and yeah. I loved geometry when I went into that. Because I was like, oh, now I know how to measure how much distance there are yeah. between the stars and all. Yeah. But uh, I, I was told that I'd do a whole lot better being an accountant. <laughs> do you still have the love of planets, if you will? You still have um, I'm, I'm still fascinated by the sky. I love uh, meteor showers. Um, one of the memorable times when I moved to uh, Scott... Uh, was to find out that there was a meteor shower that was going to take place. And my, uh, my uh, Malibu station wagon was still working at the time. And we, uh, Jennifer, my, my baby, who was old enough to enjoy the stars, we went out with a, a car full of blankets oh, yeah. and opened up the tailgate and put our pillows there and 
in, in, a, in a field. We have no idea whose uh, field we were in. <laughs> and we watched the, the stars. Yeah. We saw hundreds of them. Yeah. It was amazing. Such a cool memory. Yeah, but I like to send out notices on Facebook about when something cool yeah. is happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always like to have friends like that because I'm not aware of stuff like that. Oh, I like well, to I need to, we need to become Facebook <laughs> friends and I can send you a little note now and then. Definitely. <laughs> uh, let's see. If you could have dinner with five famous people from history, who's at your table? Oh, my. Um, Abraham Lincoln. Um, let me see. Some woman. Let's see. I wouldn't mind sitting with uh, Ruth, the, uh, the Supreme Court mm -hmm. Justice, mm -hmm. uh, Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got two more. Um, Thomas Jefferson. He's pretty cool. And uh, let me see. I'd like to get somebody from the arts community. Maybe Spielberg. Yeah. That would be a fun dinner. That would be a very fun dinner, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very well rounded. <laughs> what are you most excited or passionate about? Uh, I think I think the state of affairs as far as interaction between people, uh, trying to build bridges, finding ways to make, and I'm talking bridges, not only the solid bridges yeah. over traffic, but bridges right. between people. Um, uh, I'm passionate about uh, uh, the environment, um, the issues with water and air, and you know, this people's health, all that, mm -hmm. animals, you know. Um, social justice, animal justice, mm -hmm. uh, and now I know, I remember the movie that's made the biggest impression on me. Oh, yeah. It's called uh, Earthlings, and it's a documentary, mm -hmm. and it's truly had an impact on me, okay. because it, uh, it's, it addresses an issue called speciesism, and it pulls in the full gamut as far as the questions about control, you know, over uh, over people, over living things, mm -hmm. and you know that that everything has a right, mm -hmm. you know, to to live in dignity, to die in dignity. So, uh, yeah, that 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 movie's made a huge impact, and uh, used to be where you could get to it and watch it for free on the internet. Mm -hmm. And um, whenever I would, you know, kind of have a setback and think I was going to eat meat again. Um, it would be my, my refresher. Mm -hmm. So it helped me to really come full spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I know some people don't like vegetarians. I really like the Boudin Festival because I push it because it helps my community. Yeah. But I'm still trying to get them to make a, a Boudin that's made out of vegetables and to tofu. Yeah, there's a lot of people who would want that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think I've found somebody that's going to give oh, it a try. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Mm. Very cool. I'd have to try it too. Mm -hmm. You make it with rice paper. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you mm -hmm. really need the casing. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. What is your superpower? Um, I guess multitasking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, doing a lot of different things at the same time, mm -hmm. figuring out how to be two places at once. Yeah. You're definitely a mom then. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and they say that women have a penchant for that. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, a metaphor, I guess, where you see the man that's trying to get in the door with the groceries, and he has to have somebody open the door, you know, and help him with every part. But the woman has the baby on one hip and the and the bag of groceries on the other, and is able to open the door and get it all done. So multitasking. Fair enough. What is your spirit animal? Um, I guess a horse. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, um. I don't know, they, they, they just make me feel like, you know, like when you have those tingles and mm -hmm. stuff, to mm -hmm. see a really beautiful horse running, yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah, and uh, I am, you're the horse. Gotcha. Uh-huh. And uh, I have heard that um, in the ancient times, women who were born the year of the horse, they killed them. Oh, wow. Because they were, they were too strong. Right. They were too strong. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. What's one thing about you that few people know? I don't know. I think I'm an open book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people used to not know this, but uh, I've had a lot of health issues. Mm -hmm. um, I actually am a polio survivor. Oh, wow. Uh, when I was uh, months old, mm -hmm. uh, I was dragging a leg, and they, uh, I was born in 1954, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know what they did. I don't think it's the sock vaccine, because I think that prevents polio, but they found something else to give me, because I was going to die. Mm -hmm. um, they had given up on everything else, and they said, well, there's something out there that they heard was, you know, actually having some good results. Yeah. And they gave that to me. I was bleeding to death. Wow. And, uh, and uh, I'm still here. Yeah. You know, so I've had that. Uh, um, I also have been diagnosed with MS, but it's been in some kind of remission since 2005. Mm -hmm. um, I actually had an exacerbation on April Fool's Day, the same year that we had Katrina. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a tough 12 months. Yeah. Because it started out like in December with the tsunami, mm -hmm. and then I had my, my little deal, and then we had Katrina, and then we had um, that other one. Oh, Rita. Rita. Yeah. It was a bad year. Yeah, definitely. So. But uh, um, I have, uh, I was having injections, mm -hmm. you know, and they're very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. But um, I haven't had any in. Let's see, this is 2017, at least eight years. That's awesome. Almost yeah. 10, and I've been doing fine. And whenever I feel anything, it just go pop a lysine pill. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a miracle. That's just a little enzyme, and it's mm -hmm. helped me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. What achievement are you most proud of? Um, oh, gosh, I know there's got to be something. Oh. I think I'm most proud. Somebody brought this up the other night, just last night. Mm -hmm. I think I'm most proud of helping my city mm -hmm. get sidewalks across the railroad tracks mm -hmm. when uh, they went through and they replaced the, the gates over the roads, mm -hmm. and they left this mess behind. Mm -hmm. It was loose gravel that the kids were having to walk over to get to the school bus. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, 
the, I, I talked to DOTD and Burlington Northern, and they were saying it had been approved, and I talked to the mayor, which is Mayor Hazel at the time, and uh, we managed to just keep on and keep on. They cleaned up this, like, they had left a huge pile of cement that they had broken up, because there had been a sidewalk there, and they fixed it. They finally fixed it. It took about a year, but they finally have it in place. They have a nice little sidewalk there now. I guess that, and then, um, the, uh, the Great Scott Herald, which mm-hmm. was a little newsletter that um, Purvis Morrison, who's the mayor now, was not a mayor at the time. He said we really needed, in the Scott community, a vehicle for um, communications. Mm-hmm. And I had learned that from working at Houston. Yeah. And uh, while I was in the accounting department drawing flowers, I ended up starting a newsletter in the oh, accounting okay. department it went company-wide and ended up in public relations, so yes. I had training in that. And um, when I moved to Scott, I started a newsletter for my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I would go to Mayor Hazel and ask her what's going on in the city. Yeah. So when Purvis went to her, mm-hmm. she, she suggested he go to me. Sure. <laughs> and, and we started a newsletter called Very The Great cool. Scott Herald. And it was out for 10 years. Yeah. And then we're still in the Community Chronicles, which is going out now. Right. And I still write, and I have seven assignments to do <laughs> right now that I need right to start now. on. <laughs> what inspires you? I guess just seeing the different things that are there that, you know, the people have accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, it inspires me when people are able to actually, you know, reach their goals. Mm-hmm. Um, movies can inspire me. Mm-hmm. I'm a crier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm inspired by what people with limited resources can do with them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, two more questions. How would you like to be remembered? Um, I think I'd like to be remembered as a person who climbed every mountain, (laughs) you know? Um, Just being very diverse and inspiring them to want to achieve what their goals are, to not build or not accept any obstacles, but to keep trying. Yeah. Describe yourself in three words. Um, persistent. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter would say I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I am unconventional. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those are three good words. Definitely. Yeah, crazy's fun. Cra- hey. You gotta have crazy in the world. Mm -hmm. It's like like humor and you know, making joy. You know, when you when you don't think there there is any. So I guess that'll work. Yeah, I know. My mom always says, "Your kid's not crazy. She's silly." I'm like, "She's silly." Okay, that'll work too. Silly. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Yeah.
with all of the latest news, events, member information, and more by adding AOC Community Media to your social circle. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube under AOC Community Media. podcast is produced by AOC Community Media. Contributors include Othello Andrews, Marie Voulden, A. Bowie, Lillian Dejon, Annette Diaz, Jill Boozy Ferguson, Nancy Judas, Joseph Cleason, William McFarland, Matt Roberts, Stephen Skip Shannon, Christy Tracy, Jasmine Tillery, Jacob White, and Shahid Williams. Music in today's episode, Luna's Little Friend, Ukulele Instrumental by Ivan Chu, Kyoshi Key by Nano, The Long Goodbye by John Paston. AOC Community Media is located at the Rosa Parks Transportation Center, 101 Jefferson Street, Suite 100, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70501. For more information, go to our website at aocinc.org, call 337-232-4434, or email info at aocinc.org. Until next time, stay informed and engaged.